This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's go from one animal to another here and join David Tilton, who covers the Buffalo Bills, co-host of the Air Raid Buffalo Bills podcast live every Monday, live at 9 p.m. That podcast part of the Cover One Network. David, good morning to you, and let's get into these bills. And on this show for the past couple of years since we've been on the air, we have promoted Buffalo. We like Buffalo. They've been so close to breaking through. I don't have to tell you that. Is this the year that it finally happens for these guys? I mean, you'd like to think so, right? I mean, the the Bills over the last couple of years have really seen expectations grow um, on this team and sort of we go back to that first playoff appear, appearance with Josh Allen leading the team against the Texans and like, it was kind of like a nice-to-be-there situation. But really, over the past couple of years, those expectations have really grown quite a bit. And I think that's come with the fact that Josh Allen's proven that he is was not like a one-year wonder in that really great season he had in 2020 and that these last couple seasons have really shown that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and to see the Bills have such really, really dominant regular seasons over the past couple years only to kind of come up short in the playoffs in which, by the way, in the last three years in a row have kind of been on the wrong trend, right? Went from the conference championship to the divisional, losing in the divisional game and then really getting embarrassed in the divisional round last year against the Bengals. So I think it's maybe good for the Bills that expectations have been tempered slightly. There's still obviously expectations from the fans that they need to win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen, but I think they'll be going into this season, I think, with a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder, whereas going into last season, they were the Super Bowl favorites, as I don't have to tell you both, being in tune with the, um, the odds and things like that. Not so much this year, although still up near the top. Yeah, so where's the disconnect between the Bills in the regular season and the Bills in the postseason? Is it just because the AFC is so difficult to get out of? Or is there something else that you can kind of point towards and say, hey, this has been a problem for the Bills in the postseason? Well, the AFC, no doubt, um, is is a gauntlet, right? But the Bills have proven in going through the regular season that they can navigate that AFC. They've beaten the Chiefs in the regular season two seasons in a row. They've beaten really good teams in the AFC um, throughout these marches to the playoffs. I think what tends to happen or what I've seen happen in the playoffs the last couple of years with this team is in the biggest moments, the defense has kind of let the team down. We go back to the 13-second situation against the Chiefs a couple of years back. We go to last year against the Bengals. The defense without Daquan Jones in the middle, stuffing that run, really just opened up um, a ton of easy first downs for the Bengals last year. And I think what you're going to see this year and the big difference that you might see this year is that Leslie Frazier is no longer in the building. Um, He's not the defensive coordinator anymore for the Bills. Sean McDermott, as the head coach, will be calling the plays for the defense. You go back and look at some of the – you know, the ways he ran his defense when he was with Carolina as the defensive coordinator, a little bit more aggressive. Um, The Bills may show some more – exotic looks on defense this year. They've been a pretty, pretty uh, I'll call it vanilla defense as far as, um, you know, s- schematics, but they've relied on each player to kind of do their job, their 111th, as they always preach. This year you may see a little bit more aggressiveness out of, out of Sean McDermott's defense, and I think that's where really where 
over the last specifically really two postseasons that the Bills have really been let down in the playoffs. David, there was so much made a few weeks ago of the sort of disconnect between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Sean McDermott addressed it. And then a couple of days later, it was the media is making too much out of this. You're closer to the situation than we are. Is, is this a non-story? Was there something to it? And, and what is the situation now? You know, my read on this story was that there, there might've been some miscommunication. Um, but ultimately I think when you saw Sean McDermott come back and kind of clarify that he you know, excuse Stephon Diggs and, and kind of let him um, go. And there was like the confusion about the day before how he said he was concerned. I really read that as Sean McDermott somewhat falling on the sword for his player a little bit because the the comments he made the day prior didn't really jive with what he said in the press conference. So to me, I think that was a show of good faith by Sean McDermott to kind of um, back his player. And I really truly believe that this is just another – summer storyline I'll call it in the NFL mm-hmm. uh, we've seen this in years past with other players like Devontae Adams you know receivers kind of getting involved in some of these storylines over the summer and when it comes time for you know the games to really start these things tend to go away and I expect that to be the situation again I expect that as the Bills start camp today you will see a lot of high fives and, and smiles between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and I think ultimately Stefan Diggs will get asked about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to put him in front of the press after maybe a good day of practice or, or some positive um, plays that happen in practice to kind of just put this thing to bed once and for all. I, I wouldn't read too much into it. All right. So what's going to be different about the bills this year? Because it almost feels like a boring team to talk about just because on paper every single year, they're so good. And once again, like they look like a great team on paper. So if they win the Super Bowl this year, what's going to be the difference? Well, I think there's two main things. One, I think the the buck stops with Sean McDermott this year, right? There's no scapegoating anymore for the defense in these playoff sort of blunders that they've had, which I just mentioned a few minutes ago. Like the defense is going to start and end with Sean McDermott now. And so there's not going to be anyone really else to point to um, for any kind of defensive lapses, if you will, uh, than Sean McDermott, which I also think ultimately becomes a positive because I feel, I do think we will see some changes in the defense. Obviously, the Bills lost Jermaine Edmonds in the offseason. A lot of chatter about how they were going to replace him. They didn't really do that in free agency. And in the draft, they drafted Dorian Williams, who's a, a little bit of a smaller size linebacker. So you wonder if the Bills might be doing, might be thinking about doing something different with their linebackers this year, they signed Taylor Rapp from the Rams. Maybe they go with some more dime looks and get Taylor Rapp on the field, on the defense a little bit more this year and do some more interesting things there. And then on the offensive side of the ball, right, Ken Dorsey's going into year two as a play caller. Year one had its ups and downs. The Bills still ranked very well statistically, but had its ups and downs. Um, if you follow the team closely, there were a lot of complaints about Ken Dorsey early in the season from the fans, from some media about his creativity and sort of wondering whether or not he was a guy that really could scheme guys open, give Josh Allen some layups. Uh, The involvement of Dawson Knox early in the season was, was something that came into question. He wasn't really being used that much um, after he signed that big contract. So I think Ken Dorsey going into year two 
figuring out how to better schematically like allow Josh Allen some easier plays and not just be, hey, Josh, you're really great. Go back there, make something happen. Let's let let's play some backyard football. Like that's not what we want to do this year. And so there are some new faces right, in the room. The Bills spent the first round draft pick on Dalton Kincaid, tight end uh, out of Utah, who is a really excellent pass catcher. They can potentially move him around the field, have him and Dawson Knox on the field at the same time. There aren't a ton of teams in the NFL right now really using a ton of two tight ends on the field at the same time as receiving threats. You do see a lot of 12 personnel for blocking tight end and receiving tight end, but for having Knox and Kincaid on the field at the same time as receiving threats, that's going to be something that I want to see if Ken Dorsey can leverage. And then there's other new faces like Deontay Hardy coming over from the Saints. He's likely going to be the main kick and punt returner now that Naheem Hines suffered that season-ending injury. He's also a guy that plays has played on the outside and the inside and has made some really spectacular plays. Damian Harris coming over from the Patriots, a guy that could potentially complement James Cook. And then James Cook himself stepping into that featured back role with the departure of Devin Singletary is going to be really interesting. What kind of usage is he going to get? Is he going to come close to the kind of 200 carry mark? Devin Singletary never hit that mark as a starter with the Bills. How is Ken Dorsey going to leverage James Cook? Um, not just as a runner, but as a receiving threat. So I think it, it, for me, it kind of starts and ends with the quote coordinators in this case, Sean McDermott being the coordinator of the defenses here and Ken Dorsey, his evolution from year one to year two as a play caller. Dave, we've got about three minutes here. So just wanted to ask you if you think that the jets or the dolphins or I'll even throw the Patriots out there, which team in the division is the biggest threat to the bills? I mean, for me, it's it would be tough to immediately throw the Jets above the Dolphins just because the Dolphins were a playoff team, right, a year ago. Tua does appear to be coming back fully healthy this season. We know the Dolphins have those great receivers and Tyreek and Jalen Waddell, two of the fastest wide receivers in the league. And when Tua's timing is on and then he's playing well, that's a good team. Mike McDaniel's a good coach. They have some nice pieces on defense, a really good defensive line. It would be tough for me to put the Dolphins ahead of the Jets, but I'll put them kind of right there in the same tier, right? I think the Jets have a really strong roster. I think Aaron Rodgers, when he's pissed, he kind of plays his best. I think there's a lot of people that are doubting whether Aaron Rodgers can succeed with the Jets, and I think that will fuel him. Whatever you want to say about Aaron Rodgers, whether you like him or you don't like him, I think that he still has good football left in him. He's still going to be a Hall of Famer and while he's in the twilight of his career. He's still a, certainly a markedly, markedly upgraded uh, quarterback over Zach Wilson, right? And Brees Hall coming back, the Jets, uh, again, have a good roster as well. I like Robert Sala as a head coach, too. Patriots, I think, are, are I don't know if a distant fourth is, is fair, but they are fourth, right? I think in this division right now, Matt Jones has a lot to prove coming into this season. I think the Patriots do have some good um, – you know, players on their roster, Ramondre Stevenson's probably one of the most underrated running backs in the league. But ultimately, it's going to come down to what Matt Jones can do with that offense. The, the Patriots did make a smart move this year in the offseason, bringing back Bill O'Brien. I think one of the issues they had last year was they didn't really have a, a rhythm on offense, um, not really having a true offensive coordinator with an offensive background. Obviously, probably played into that. But uh, I would say the, that the Jets and and Dolphins 
are a threat. I, I don't know what level of a threat I would say they are to the Bills, but the Bills are certainly going to have to work hard to win this division this year. It's a tough schedule. It is a tough schedule for all the teams in the division, especially the Bills' second-half schedule is really difficult. They go to Philly. They go to Kansas City. They play against Dallas at Chargers. So really tough stretch um, in the second half there. So the Bills are going to have to earn it this year. He's the co-host of the Air Raid Buffalo Bills podcast, live every Monday at 9 p.m. It is David Tilton. David, we got to go. Thank you so much. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.